You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Eric Rousseau here. Excited to continue our series featuring our 2020 NLC LA Institute Fellows. Nisha Park is here. We'll catch up with her, see what she's been working on lately, and see what she's excited about for the NLC Institute that starts in a couple of days. So let's get to it. All right. So happy 2020. Are you a New Year's resolution kind of person, an intention person? How do you approach the turn of the calendar? I've had a, it's sort of varied over the years. Um, This year, 2019 was an up and down year uh, globally and personally. So (laughs) I'm like ready for 2020. I have my, my list of goals, personal, professional, spiritual, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Nice. And then when folks ask you what you do for a living, how do you usually answer that? I am a currently working as a trial attorney for the U.S. Department of Labor. So I basically do prosecutorial work on behalf of the federal government against employers who violate federal employment law. Um, I'll say that, or alternatively, I'll say that I'm a workers' rights attorney because ultimately that's uh, what the job's about. And have you seen any changes in that field over the time you've been working on it? Is it a is it an optimistic time to be a worker? Is it a pessimistic time? How would you describe that? Um, I think, well, I think being a worker in the U.S. Um, you know is a is a struggle today. Um, income inequality is, you know, as everyone knows, is uh, growing rapidly. People's wages are not catching up to um, the cost of living. And so, and you know, with this, with the Supreme Court, um, there's actually been several decisions over the last few years that have been very unfavorable to workers and unions. So it's definitely a challenging time, I think, to be a worker. Um, but it also makes me glad to be a workers' rights advocate and an attorney um, to the extent that I'm able to, as as a federal employee, um, at least hold the line uh, for workers. And do you feel like you want to leverage the NLC experience to keep doing more of that work professionally? Or do you feel like you are seeing the experience for NLC as something that will be about personal growth more? What are the goals that you're setting for the next six months? I think for me, I'm seeing NLC um, as a means of personal growth. There's so many different aspects to the NLC training Um Ground is going to be covered in areas that I'm familiar with, um, but also in a lot of areas that I'm not familiar with. And so, um, you know, there's area, there's so much about being an advocate um, that I, I'm still just eager to learn about. Um, and also to meet the other fellows, see what people are doing. Um, before I went to law school, I've, I've only been an attorney for about two years, but before I went to law school, I did a lot of um, organizing and activism and on the groundwork. Um, and being an attorney... Um, is an office job, you know, so I'm in that sense, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to NLC as a way to connect with community and people just out in the world doing awesome stuff. Yeah. And we're excited to to have you in it. When you think about the different professions that a lot of these fellows will have, uh, you know, we'll have folks come in from education, we'll have folks coming from nonprofit world, entertainment world, all those things. Is there a certain other field that you feel like would be most interesting to to kind of pair with your current experiences or maybe to get back into, like you mentioned, who do you feel like you would gravitate the most towards? I don't think that there's a particular field. Um, I, you know, in the long run of my life, uh, would love to 
Um, you know, I, I'm working as an attorney right now. I love being an attorney. I want to do this for a while. But uh, in the broader arc of my career, I'd love to do policy work mm-hmm. um, and run for office possibly. So I guess I'm just really interested in seeing what people are doing in their fields to push society forward. So, you know, and that can happen in every sector, public, private, government. And um, it's always interesting to, to me to see how people leverage the field that they're in to, um, to, push the needle, to push the needle forward. And as somebody who's interested in policy, um, I'm also, I also find, I, you know, I think being a generalist is important, you know, seeing how um, different pieces of people's professions, of different professions, different um, issue areas, touch on the whole of the fabric we live in, and also how people leverage the different fields that they're in, the sector that they work in, um, you know, to touch, to create the fabric of society. This is all very interesting to me. I hope that made sense. It does. What doesn't quite make as much sense, so last thing, is you have degrees both from USC and from UCLA. Does that ever <laughs> have people make fun of you? Where did, how, how, did that, how did that come to be? Is there a cosmic hole that opens up when, when those two places come together? So for me, the uh, answer, I, the polished answer I like to <laughs> is... <laughs> That is me being a diplomat. It's bridging the divide. It's speaking across the gap. (laughs) (laughs) Practically speaking, practically speaking, I um, my I moved to LA with my family in the '90s, in the early '90s, um, because my dad. We were born in South Africa, and my dad um, got recruited by hospitals in the U.S. and chose um, USC. Chose to work at USC, so we came to USC. Um, USC is kind of the reason my family, you know, why we ended up in LA. Um, and so, you know, I got tuition remission since my dad's faculty there. Um, and then I wanted to go of all the law schools in the country, UCLA was the law school I wanted to go to. They have a public interest law program, um, which is, it's, I think it's the biggest program of its kind in the country. And then also critical race study specialization. So I was able to do both. Um, you know, and both of those programs make it a really unique law school. Um, and so that's, so that's how that ended up okay. happening. Well said, you're already polished, ready to go on a campaign trail answer in case people, people want to know how that, how that came to be good stuff. Listen, yeah, we're excited to have you in the fellowship. Congrats again. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Zag. Make sure to download and subscribe so you can catch the other 19 fellows who will be in the Institute this year. Those episodes are up. They're short and sweet, four or five minutes. Find out who's in the group. And you can get those Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all the places you get your podcast. So check it out. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.